Welcome to the Making a Marketer podcast, the show for all levels of experience with the best guests in the industry. Now, more than ever, it's important to keep up on the latest marketing trends and topics, and this is just the spot. Get ready to learn and laugh with your hosts, Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing and Jen Cole with Now Marketing Group. Here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Making a Marketer podcast. I'm Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing, and this is episode 85. It's a bonus episode today that I wasn't quite sure I was going to be able to do, but instead of not doing the show, I'm going to dedicate it to my dear friend and co-host of this podcast for the first two seasons, Elizabeth Glau. She lost a very hard-fought battle to metastatic breast cancer yesterday. So I just want to share a little bit about her and then we will get into the show. Really, I've never known anyone like her. She's a one of a kind professional and, you know, just amazing person who always asks the tough questions. She was always looking for what was next and encouraged those she knew and really even those she didn't to not settle for easy, to do what's right and not what's easy. So and really the show gained footing because she was a part of the journey those first two years. And I'll be forever grateful to her for that. I'd like to encourage anyone who knows her, or if you were part of one of those episodes that she was a part of, if you listened to them, or if you were a guest, to leave a comment here on Facebook, and I will share those with her family. I'm not going to bring them up or go through them live, but I did want to give that opportunity. I believe that she would want me to go on with the show. So I am more than happy to welcome our guest today to talk about video, Chuck Moran of Online Video Mastery. Welcome, Chuck. Thank you, Megan. I appreciate it. And I'm very, very sorry for your loss. I know she was a a tremendous asset to you as a friend and also to the show in its early days. Yeah, so, and I'm wearing purple in her honor and we have a little purple accent on the show today. Also for that. All right. So and Chuck and I go back just a few years, met him at Social Media Marketing World. And I just kind of have a funny story. So I used to manage or I, I did the marketing for a few restaurants on the waterfront for several years, six and a half years. And I'll never forget, he had a reservation at one of the restaurants at Harbor House. And the managers both said, oh my gosh, bald guy. His email is bald guy. He looks exactly like his avatar. He's still on brand. It was awesome. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> So brief bio, as owner and chief bald guy, I love that you say you're chief, but you're the head bald guy. Chief bald guy at Bald Guy Studio. Chuck has over 40 years experience in graphic design and marketing communications, including website design, branding, social media, and print design for organizations of many sizes. The pandemic brought opportunity. Chuck's team was hired to create a Zoom training to help artists teach classes online, and he recently developed a workshop to show members of a state association how to create videos with their smartphones. Those projects have now become courses under his new brand, Online Video Mastery. A graduate of the University of Virginia, Chuck is a native and resident of Charlottesville, Virginia, where he operates his businesses between family activities and walking his dog, Rocky McDuff. I love that. Yeah, he's a good boy. I bet he is. 
Yeah. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, so let's dive in. Everyone, you know, our, our friend Brian Fanzo always says press the damn button, right? So it's not quite that easy. So I think so many people still don't have video as part of their content strategy, you know, for a lot of reasons. I think maybe one of the greatest of those reasons is fear, right? Fear of not getting in front of the camera, fears of not have, fear, you know, having the tools to do it well. So what do you say to those folks who, who say that? Well, those are a couple of the key things that I think are holding people back. One of the main things is people just don't know where to start. They are lacking the confidence and they're afraid that they're going to be making mistakes. This is especially for people who are going on camera. So yeah, Brian has got his hashtag, just press the damn button. I think that's fine for people who have done a little bit of practice, but I actually think that there's a better way to get into being on camera, and that's to desensitize yourself through a little series of, of activities with a trusted friend. I've actually got a course on that too as well, but I think it's hard for people to just sort of look in the camera, especially go live just by hitting the button. So the other thing I think that really holds people back from getting into the power of video marketing is not having a grip on what equipment that they need. And that's one of the things I'm really looking forward to talking about today. So don't let any of these things hold you back. Start someplace, start with some of the tips you'll hear today and harness this amazing power because nothing moves people through the know, like, and trust process better or more efficiently than video. Yeah. It's funny because my next question kind of, you kind of already answered in your bio now that I look at it um, <laughs> in terms of like what, what made you start the course. And so it's, so it's an offshoot of Ball Guy Studio. So you, you created the course for a client and then you were able to use that content. So your tagline is creating videos that don't suck, which I just love. Thanks. So what made you want it like part of your business? Well, just like all of us, it's really nice when you can get paid to do something that, and in this case, it was something I didn't know I wanted to do or needed to do. So both for the Zoom course, teaching artists how to teach online and for the video mastery course, I was hired to build websites. That's what started this and started conversations. So the video mastery course got developed for the state association because I built a, a website for a, a local client and she got in touch with me. The executive director got in touch and asked asked me if I could train her 10 staffers to make videos with their iPads at that point. And I said, well, sure. So anyway, long story short, she introduced me to the State Association and we conducted a three-day workshop in March to about 60 students, which honestly was very well received, I'm happy to say. And I, I took that content and developed it into a course, which is available online now. Amazing. Okay, so let's get into it. I know our listeners like tactics. You yeah. know, they like to learn like what can I what can I do? Of course, we want them to take your course, but apart from that today, I want our listeners and viewers to take away some things that they can start doing right away. What would be your top 3 tips for how to get started and create yeah. better videos? Yeah, I find that people are making mistakes if the, if they even start and so the, the first thing that's hindering people is not starting. So I'm obviously going to encourage you to get started. But the biggest mistakes that people make are around what I call the three L's, lens, light, and listen. So lens is what's inside that box that you see when you're beginning to shoot a video with your smartphone or a DSLR or any type of video gear. So it's what's inside that box. That's the lens part. Listen part is the importance of audio and light. Of course, you can't have video without light. I mean, we so got a little quick start, in fact, that I'd like to recommend people pick up. It's at onlinevideomastery.com slash quick start. It's a little 12 minute video. It's actually 
like less than 12 minutes. And it'll help you learn how to get around these three big mistakes, lens, light, and listen. So that's where I would suggest that you uh, that you get started. So in terms of tactics, I want to start with mindset. First of all, I, I've talked a little bit about the fact that you really should just get started, but you really should feel confidence that you can do this. First of all, because you've already got the gear that you need to start, at least to practice with. And I think that it really is just a matter of setting out some self-assigned videos and beginning to start to make them. But I want to start with just a little bit about why video in the first place. I think we're all so used to watching video and thinking about video. We see video on TV, we see it on YouTube, that I think we've lost a little bit of the importance of why people like us, marketers, would want to be in video in the first place. Viewers retain 95% of what they see in a video when compared to reading it. YouTube is the second largest, second most popular website compared uh, right after Google. Six right. out of 10 people would rather watch a video than watch television. That blows my mind. I mean, I'm yeah, a television viewer, but it's literally six out of 10 would much rather watch TV, watch a video than television. And then the last thing I just wanted to mention in terms of stats is that 72% of customers would rather learn about a product or a service from video than any other form of marketing. 72% would prefer it. So it's important that we learn how to manage and harness video for our constituents. No, for sure. And that, that makes so much sense. It's funny too, because I've been saying recently, like I feel like I should never ever say I don't know how to do that to anything because I can just YouTube it. Yeah. And I'd like in 10 minutes, I'll know how to do it, or at least I'll be, be familiar with it. Yeah. So yeah, it's so important. People, uh, because I've been around computers since a long time, um, people call me up or email me and ask me to, the answer to a question. And if I know it, I'll pass it along, of course. But if I don't know it, I'll just say GYI, Google your issue, because there right. is a video out there. I honestly would prefer to look at videos to get my answer than read a text document about it. Everybody's got their own learning style, but right. yeah, but there's you can find anything you want in, in the land of video out there. So yeah. I want to start with easing people's minds about what it is that they may need in terms of gear. I think this is one of the biggest hindrances. People think, oh man, I'm going to need a $2,000 lighting kit and you know I'm going to need to get a green screen behind me and I'm going to need all this gear. I need a DSLR to shoot with. I need real, uh, you know, an expensive microphone. No, you don't. You can start with the gear that you've already got. Have you got one of these? Yeah. One of these? yeah <laughs> For the listeners, he had just held up his phone. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm sorry. Yes, listeners, okay. I just held up my phone. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if you've got a smartphone or a tablet, you're more than 50% of the way there. The second thing is if you've got a set of wired earbuds, and I'm holding up the wired earbuds that came with one of my many iPhones, you are now well on your way because your audio is going to be much better. The third thing that you need is what I call a device stabilizer. And this is an extremely highly technical term for using something that'll keep your phone from shaking when you're shooting video. So lean it up against a stack of cookbooks. I've heard people say that you can you can put it into a mug and just leave it up, leave it upright in the mug. Of course, it's a good idea not to have coffee in the mug at the, at the time. <laughs> so that, yeah, that is a, a beginner's mistake that you want to avoid. But basically, you've already got the gear that you need to start. And if you've got a an iPhone or an Android that was created in the last say three years, you've got a quality of equipment that is actually being used these days to create feature-length movies. So right, don't yeah, let the amazing. equipment thing get in your way. 
Yeah. Well, and you can buy a, a tripod on Amazon for like seven bucks. So that's what I do when I, I have been guilty of, you know, holding it. I also have a gimbal, you know, that, which mm-hmm. is like another word for that. One of those fancy stabilizer things you mentioned. And that's amazing too. Cause like I've taken video on, out on a boat and it's just still so smooth. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Cause we all are going to shake a little bit. So yeah, that's all, that's all great advice. I want to, um, Jen did have a question and I want to pop this up. Do you often encourage people to record in both horizontal and vertical in order to fit the diverse platforms? Great question. Yeah, that that is a really good question, Jen. You know, if you shoot, it depends on the quality of the video that you're shooting. And iPhones these days will shoot in 4K, believe it or not. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's intense. Um, It's basically, there are very few televisions out right now that can that, that display 4K resolution. But if you're shooting in 4K, either hard, and I would always suggest that you shoot horizontally, unless you know you're going right up on TikTok or right into Instagram Reels, which is a, which are both vertical formats. If you shoot horizontally, then you can come back in post-production and crop it to either square for Instagram or leave it horizontal for YouTube. Or your website, right? So no, that's, I don't think. That's I don't. In other words, to just put another piece on that, I don't think you need to shoot the same scene vertically and horizontally. Just shoot it horizontally and then crop later. Yeah, especially if you're compiling multiple videos. Because I recently, yeah, it, it, then you end up with all this blank space on the sides. But it's like, yeah, it's kind of right. weird. So um, Tim Stone is here. Welcome, Tim. All right. So, what do you think is the number one? mistake that people make when they create videos with their phones? Honestly, I think it it really gets down to the key thing is the audio. And the the amazing thing is, and here I am holding up my phone again, is if you're within a foot or so of, of your phone, the microphone on the phone is probably good enough to pick up what you're saying in a reasonable enough fashion. But I see this on broadcast TV all the time. And that is that People will be broadcasting or recording video in a room where there's a lot of echo. So it comes across as either boomy or tinny. And that's definitely something that you want to avoid. I, once again, am holding up one of my favorite products. This is a little lavalier mic. This is the Power DeWise mic. Costs 40 bucks. Comes with all the cords that you need, even to plug into your computer or your phone. And you can just run that through your clothing and clip it onto your lapel. And that will avoid any of the boomy sounds, whether you're indoors in a boomy sort of room or outdoors with wind. They um, come with a little cap on them that helps eliminate wind noise. So I'd say audio is one of the key things. But then secondly, it's really not thinking about what's inside that frame. So if you're shooting someone else or yourself, you really have to think about what's inside that box and think about it in terms of what your viewers need from you. So if your viewers are trying to learn something, cut to the chase, teach them, let's move, let's do this. Try to avoid distractions in the background. I was shooting a video the other day and a guy went running by me on a boardwalk with no shirt on. Well, he actually wound up in a blooper reel. (laughs) Try to avoid having those kinds of distractions happen behind you, if at all possible. Think about it from your viewer's perspective and, um, and just build those kinds of things into the frame. Then if you're shooting yourself, let's say you've, got, you've gotten to a point where you're okay about being on camera yourself, make sure you're not going for what I call the dreaded up the nose shot. 
You see this on broadcast TV all the time. The camera lens is too low. And so you're looking up at somebody's face and that's not flattering. Yeah, well, all all women know that you should put the camera high up. So if you're ever taking pictures of people too, when they ask you, will you take a picture of us? Definitely. And I see guys, I see guys holding it down here. No, no, no. No. Get that that camera up. (laughs) You know, I love this show because I just learned something I did not know. I did not know that all women know that because I'm a little late to learning that. We're all, um, your face, everyone's face looks better from an elevated um, perspective. And I just want to mention on the lavalier mic too, I have that also. And it's the awesome thing about it. It's got a really long cord. So if you are filming someone else, you can be far enough away from them to get the good shot. Yeah. Still have them be on. And I also wanted to talk just for a second about those Apple wired mics. They are good in a to a point for me, the challenge with them, especially as a podcaster who has guests all the time that have them, is that that thing that's dangling is a microphone and yeah. it'll hit buttons, it'll hit collars. And and um, I can always tell when I'm listening to something and I hear that like scruffle. I don't know. I don't know what the better word. It's like that's a good word. shuffle, scruffy, <laughs> something like it's this scruffle. I'm like, oh, they've got Apple earbuds, wired Apple yeah. earbuds. And so yeah. anyway, I just wanted to th- throw that in there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that really is crazy. Um, <clears throat> one thing that I just have fallen in love with, and these this equipment is on my resources page. I'm building the page out, but there are a number of these things on there already. It's at onlinevideomastery.com slash resources, onlinevideomastery.com slash resources. My favorite mic right now is this amazing Rode Go 2 wireless mic kit. So I'm holding up the receiver. This plugs right into the back of your phone. There's a missing adapter that I'm holding up that I don't have right here. But the cool thing is it comes with two of these little transmitters. And this little transmitter's got a thing on the top called a dead cat, which is also it's designed to knock down wind noise. But the cool thing is that if Megan and I were doing this interview outside, I could have one of these things on. She could be recording and watching from back at the phone, and we could actually bring another person into the shot, and we could be out in a baseball field, which I know Megan would very much appreciate being at right now. <laughs> yes. This, this kit, th- the original version of this kit was good up to about 75 feet. So you think, well, wh- why would you need anybody to be broadcasting from 75 feet of you know, or or that far away. Well, you can come up with a number of scenarios. For one thing, if you're shooting, you know, someone out in the middle of a field with cows and bulls in it, you you want to be as far away as possible as the videographer. But this new one, this thing is good to 650 feet. What? I will show you, and in fact, I'll put a link in the in the show notes if that's okay with you, Megan. Yeah, of course. Um, where you can barely see me, my audio back to my phone is insane. It's just it's insanely good. It's like I was right there. It is line of sight, so if you're if you're walking away from the phone and your camera, then of course you can't be heard because your body's blocking it. But if you turn and face the camera, then that transmission will go 600 feet. I literally tested it to 375 feet. And it's incredible. The directional mic. I used to work in the AV biz. Um, So that's super cool. Wow. Okay. So we started it a little late. So I'm just looking at time. I want to be conscious of the time. So, okay. And I I don't mean to cut you off, but let's get into um, some more tips on what people can do. Yeah. Let me just run through some additional gear that people might want to 
to consider. A teleprompter is a good thing, especially if you're just getting into being on camera. There's a really great app out there. I know it's available for the iPhone. It's called Prompt Smart, P-R-O-M-P-T Smart. And it's a $20 app, which I was a little hesitant about, but I love this thing because I can basically put a script in my phone and then read the script, trying to not look you know, at myself on the screen, but trying to keep my eye on that lens But the script goes by right next to the lens, so you're in pretty good shape to be able to not get caught reading your script. The cool thing about it is it will track your voice. So if it will just literally move with your voice. And if you decide to go off script and blah, blah about something else, when you come back, it'll pick up where you left off. So that's the Prompt Smart app. That thing's really cool. Wow. For in-studio broadcasting, I'm MacGyvered a teleprompter. So I'm looking at a, at a camera that's on top of a big monitor, right? Behind that, I have a whiteboard that I can write notes on. So I can just quickly glance up at my whiteboard and get back to looking at the lens to, again, give myself cues as to how to get through a broadcast. Megan talked about a gimbal. This is my gimbal. Again, I'm holding up a device, but this little gimbal guy is, you know, they're like $70, $80. And once it's turned on, it's gyroscopically controlled. So basically, it takes the shake out of your motion as you're walking through. So this is really great for doing things like exhibitions at art galleries, that kind of thing. So you can you can walk through a set without showing shake or outside, especially on rough ground. Those are really great. One more thing I want to hold up here real quick. This little $7 device, this is a little shutter control. This helps you avoid this awkward thing that you see a lot of people do at the beginning at the end of their videos of reaching in to hit the go button and then at the end reaching in to hit the stop. This little guy is Bluetooth controlled. You can get them from Amazon for seven, eight, nine dollars. And I've got several of them. And you can just hold it down outside the shot and click and turn your phone on and off. So that really does help you in the long run. Telephoto lenses, you can get additional clip-on lenses. One thing that I think is really important to have in your kit, and I actually got this from Social Media Marketing World. I won it a few years ago. This is a little charger that comes with a USB port. So you can keep it charged up, put it in your kit. And when you're out there and you suddenly realize that you forgot to charge your phone, you have a some backup voltage that you can use to uh, to get you through. So there's some stuff about gear. Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. So helpful because I think, yeah, that is that can be a stumbling block for a lot of people. All right. So and I will share a link to his course in the, in the show notes once this goes onto the pod for sure. What to check out? What's the, what's the best way for our listeners and viewers to get in touch with you? The, uh, the landing page is onlinevideomastery.com. And you can, you can go there and learn about the course. As Megan is suggesting, we're actually going to be offering a reduced fee. So look for that in the show notes. And if you go to onlinevideomastery.com slash resources, that will actually take you past the landing page. So you'll be able to have access to the other links. And that's how you can get to the quick start, my resources, my blog, and a number of other things that, where you can go to learn about me. And of course, I'm on all the socials at Online Video Mastery. I can't say I'm keeping up with them as well as I should because <laughs> I'm just busy like all of you are as well. Right. Doing client work and yeah. and plus managing a few different accounts now. Right. So that yeah. makes it a little bit more challenging. I exactly. realized 
yesterday that I, thanks Jen, she just put the link in the comments. I published that we were going live on my personal Twitter, but I hadn't put it on the Make Marketer Twitter until that day. So speaking of that, we are, so this, as I mentioned, is a bonus episode. Uh, We are between seasons four and five right now. I'm right now scheduling all of our guests for our reunion shows. We kick off a new season with a guest from the previous. So you'll be in the season six reunion, but it's a riot. We invite every guest back from the previous seasons. And so that'll be a two-parter that we'll record at the beginning of August. But if you want to be a guest on season five, please reach out. Our Twitter is at make a marketer, not making a marketer. Someone else has that. So make a marketer, DM us on there, and then we'll get you on the calendar. We only record twice a month. So I am booking people like farther out than one would think. But yeah, the, the reunion episodes are a lot of fun. It's always a great way to kick off and everyone can share a little bit about what they've been doing. And and then we get to expose people who might not have, you know, listened to those episodes about what, you know, what their show is about. So Chuck, I really appreciate you being our guest today. And especially with the last minute changes. And, you know, I had a morning that I did not expect. So I appreciate you. Yeah, well, I really do appreciate the opportunity to Megan. This is I'm at a point in my life now where I just really love more than I have in the past helping people and teaching. I'm finding that teaching is just calling my name. So thank you for the opportunity to let me indulge myself in in one of the things that I find very pleasurable. Thank you. No, absolutely. And it's such useful information for everyone. Video is like so important. So anything that uh, we can do to help our listeners do what they do better. And this is, let's be honest, this doesn't have to be just for business. I mean, this personal videos, you know, could be, it could be for anything at all. So thank you. Thank you. All right, y'all. Thank you everyone for who was here live, who's listening to the replay or watching the replay or listening on the podcast. We appreciate you. We again, will kick off season five in a few weeks and yeah, so this has been episode 85 of the Making a Marketer podcast, and we will catch you next time.